right, and we're back for another episode of the Sports Department Podcast with Justin Valentovic, Stephen Bologna, Jesse Norman, and oh. Stephen Clark. And we're finally here, the end of the line, the final podcast of the NFL Division Preview Series, I guess if you want to call it. And we're doing both the AFC and the NFC North. And just not north. Wow, east. Hello, we're in the east. East. We're no longer. Wow, Justin, you do not know your directions. Wow. Yeah, geez, Justin. How did I know Justin was going to say something about me being in the north? (laughs) (laughs) Literally heard it before he said it. Like, God, I should have rolled my eyes just beforehand. Oh God. Well, some of these teams are just as predictable as my jokes. So, what's going on, guys? Before we get into it, not much. You know. Okay, okay, that's it. All right, bet. All right that's shutting, it. Shutting me up just Man. like that. All right, bet. I mean, um, better late than never doing this one. Um, I mean, a couple of divisions that are kind of easier to predict, so that's why we've done these towards the end. But um, you know, football is this Thursday, it's opening kickoff. I'm very, very excited to get the football season underway. So uh, let's 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 talk football. So let's talk some football. That's right. Let's start with a team in the AFC East, and that's the New York Jets. They've been oh, in. Wow. All right. Awesome. What? Love the Jets. Let's go, baby. Well, they've been in football hell for the longest time, and they're finally hit the full reset button again after doing it a few years ago with Sam Darnold. Then they brought in Zach Wilson, Rob Sala, Carl Lawson, who's out for the season. So that move basically doesn't matter. Corey Davis, Jared Davis, Tevin Coleman, Sheldon Rankins, Keenan Cole, Lamarcus Joyner, Tyler Croft, and Marcus May was franchise tag, and they just let Henry Anderson walk in Brashad Perriman. So nothing too big of losses there, but they're rebuilding. How are we feeling about the Jets now? It, 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 it's, it's the Jets. Um, it's a step forward for them. It's a really, really nice step forward. I really like Corey Davis being their wide receiver one. Um, I'm excited to see Zach Wilson because there's a lot of hype that he did very, very well in the preseason. So I'm excited to see how Zach Wilson does. And that's kind of, you know, you have to base it around him as long as, you know, have more wins than last year, which it seems likely that they will. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a little excited to see this Jets team. You know, solid defense up front. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited. The, uh, the Carl Lawson going down really, really hurts because he was you know, projected to be a top edge rusher in the game. Corey Davis is he's solid. I mean, to be a wide receiver one, I don't really know. Um, Tevin Coleman, Sheldon. I mean, these are B, C kind of guys. They, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Their depth. Um, you know, the issue with the Jets is, though, they need star talent. They need all this. So hopefully Zach Wilson could be the guy. Um, I mean, they, they messed up their chances again, Trevor Lawrence, by winning. So they had to go with option number two. They, they dumped Arnold. And I think it's awesome that Arnold is playing them week one. And that's, that's going to be funny because it's going to be if Donald throws for 350 and four touchdowns, it's going to be Jets are fucking idiots. But if it's the other way around, it's like, wow, Joe Douglas is a genius. So, I mean, go. we're going to see, but uh, I don't know. I'm not too high of expectations. It's going to be another last place finish here for the Jets. Um, but I, I think Salah is the right man in charge. He just needs a few years. Yeah, it just seems like if they can pull off kind of what the Giants did, where at least show structure and a basis of they're moving in the right direction, I think that's all they can really hope for. Because like you said, Corey Davis and all the other moves they kind of made, it's still more talent than I think they've made to an effort of putting around Darnold. So at least then they're trying. This whole season kind of hinges on Wilson. Um, 
like Clark said, it, honestly, they could be terrible. They could win two games all year, but as long as Wilson looks the part, it's a successful season. Um, we saw the Chargers not be great last year after Herbert took over, um, and we all know how we feel about Herbert and how good we think the Chargers are going to be. But the Jets entirely have to be on Zach Wilson. If he doesn't hit, they're just going to be back in the same cycle again of the Darnold of, oh, well, he wasn't very good, but it was only his first year, so let's give him another year, and then let's give him another year, and then pieces start to leave, and then you're in the exact same position again. So they desperately, desperately need Zach Wilson to work out. And granted to them, they have given Zach Wilson more than they ever gave Sam Darnold. And I think at least the major difference to starting up top is Sala and Douglas are at least not playing and coaching and, you know, running the team for their careers at this point. Like, you know, Greg Williams, Adam Gase were at that point with the Jets because they were coaching <laughs> to try to win. And they, you know, were on the hot seat. You know, both of them have long-term contracts with the team. Gase was trying to win? Are you sure? I, I think so. I don't know. But at least then you know Sala and Douglas are here for the long haul so they can have a few rougher seasons to start as long as the talent is progressing. But with that being said, the talent on this roster is minimal, if any. So it hinges on the success of Zach Wilson. I don't think he's going to win offensive rookie of the year, but I think if he plays well, he can make all the throws and at least be a productive quarterback. And I think if he plays all right, he could probably win three to five games max. Yeah, I'll give him five. I'll give him five right now. I think there's one thing that we're overlooking and Zach Wilson is going to be running for his life. I mean, this offensive line is not good. Yeah. And we thought, this, thought it was going to be a lot better than it actually I is. mean, that left side is nice. Becton's not that, looking as good as he he's was. Fat. He, uh, he's fat. That's basically the issue. He's big. And he's fat. really, I'll give it to him. Colin Coward said this was going to be a problem. And we all laughed at him, <laughs> You're right. But he did say that Makai Becton like really worried him where he comes into camps too consistently big. out of shape, like really out of shape. So if it takes Makai Becton four or five weeks to work into game shape to get back to where he was, Zach Wilson might not have that long because the rest of the line. Mayor Tucker, he's a he's a rookie, so you know. Yeah, the, what do you how, like? You can't. He's probably not going to be that good. Yeah, but from center good. to right tackle, that's rough. rough. It's going to be rough. That's rough. I mean, Morgan Moses, I you know, I know he's a football team guy, but he is an above average tackle. No, it's still better league. than what they've had for sure. But it, oh, you, know, you weren't like, a fan of George Fant, <laughs> Ted Winters. You know, it's not going to be Tristan Wirfs in his first season, and you know, <laughs> taking Tom, helping Tom Brady get to the Super Bowl. But it's it's definitely helpful. Who knows? You know, it all depends better on than the line Burrow had. They can go. agree to that. Still they play they the play the Jets on I think Halloween this year too. Still better Ooh, than spooky. It's mm. going to be it's going to be scary for both Burrow. Well, I wonder if Wilson. Uh, Wilson will wonder if Wilson will see ghosts then. But like I said. Three to five wins for the Jets. So let's move things along to the other team in this division who, not too sure what they're doing at quarterback. That's the Miami Dolphins. Basically, big story of the offseason was they were linked to possibly trading for Deshaun Watson, even though with all of the legal baggage he has with him. But in additional moves to try to help Tua along, they signed Will Fuller, who's since been suspended. Jacoby Brissett is the backup. Okay. Malcolm Brown, Justin Coleman, Adam Butler, Vince Beagle, Jason Sanders, uh, and a few others here and there. So 
with Brissett coming in, the big questions will Taylor be Waddle. You know, I'm going through their free agent moves, but yes, they got well, him. In, Brissett, in Brissett is more important than Jalen Waddle just because he was <laughs> yeah, a Colt. Of course. <laughs> well, the question is, will they be running the similar two quarterback system? Not system, but where if Tua struggles, where they pull him and go to Fitzpatrick? Will they do the same with Brissett? I don't think so because mainly Brissett is not that type of quarterback, as in a good one. I, I don't think you can do this. I mean, the first year you give Tua some leeway. He's a rookie. You know, you understand Fitzpatrick went into the league as went into the, the season as the start as the starter. So, you know, you, you could do that year one, but year two, you know, reports say Brian Flores is going up to players, basically saying we're not trading for Watson because two is our guy. So you have to give two of the full reins. And this could be the test. If you give him everything and he goes four and 12, most likely he's not your guy. So then that gives you an even better chance to reevaluate. If you keep pulling and pulling and pulling, it's just, it's not going to work out for you. And I could see if you had an above average backup, but Brissett was given a chance to start an Indy and he couldn't really do anything with it there. So I think you just stick with Tui here, but this is, this is, this is going to be a solid team. I mean, they almost made the playoffs last year, the loss to the bills week 17 um, added Jalen Waddle, which is a nice piece offensive line. Got a few more pieces there. They got um, Jesse. Who's the the DM? They got other other first round. Jalen Phillips. Jalen Jalen Phillips. Phillips. Yeah, yeah. Love that. I know some draft stuff. Yeah, no, he he should be pretty good. Um, you know, probably the best edge rusher in the class. I mean, there weren't really any other good ones off the top of my head. So, good. yeah, he no. was the, he was definitely the most finished product for sure. He was he was the most that pro was ready. Gonna in, yeah, he was going to come in day one and he yeah, was no, I, yeah, I, I wanted, wanted him. I wanted him, I wanted him at first. Yeah. Um, no, I I agree with everything that Steve was basically saying for the most part. Um, they have a good team. They have They'll a be in the wild team. card hunt. Yeah, it, it's another team that just depends on what Tua can do. Because Steve said it too, he was a rookie last year. It wasn't that good, but you got to give him a little bit of slack just because of the rookie status. This is a big, big test for Tua this year. If he is their future, or if he, they're not. Um, personally, I, I don't think he's going to have that good of a season, um, but that's just me saying that. Um, their defense isn't half bad either. They have a pretty st- solid defense, so that could always help them out too. Um, I think they'll be a pretty average to, you know, a little above average team. Yeah, the thing with Tua is we've started to see, you know, where quarterbacks would originally get, you know, four, three to four, four to five years, basically, of leeway before teams consider moving on and calling them a bust. But really now we're starting to see year two or three kind of being the make or break year where now if Tua goes in and has a decent year this year, it's like, okay, well, he's got to improve for next year because then at that point you got to start considering a fifth year option kind of what happened with Darnold basically what's happening now with Daniel Jones basically if you're Josh Rosen you get one year and then you're cast aside and relegated to oblivion but really all the pressure's on Tua to start performing in year two because year three rolls around and teams really have to decide what they're doing then at that point and this team is too good in their eyes I think to go with another younger quarterback. So it's either going to be two or Watson, I think at this point, and one is more feasible than the other. Cause I don't think Watson is going to be available one way or another. I think the Watson stuff might be a little overstated to the degree that if you are like a quarterback away from being a super bowl contender and that type of quarterback is on the block, I know obviously the Watson stuff has weird things around it. That's why they were looking into pick protections. But I don't think it's that they don't like Tua. It's that 
Watson, when he is on the field, strictly on the field, he is a superstar quarterback. He is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. He is really gifted and he takes them to another level that we don't know where Tua is at right now. But we definitely know that Deshaun Watson on the field is better than Tua. So they wanted, I think, to get that upgrade. They also understand they can't really do that. So they're reeling off of it and really going with Tua. That's fine. That's good with me. You got to give him the full year. Don't pull him. Um, I do think underrated, their line is not that good. I think we're kind of expecting it to be as good as it was last year. And I think guys played over their head last year. I don't think that line is going to be as good as it was. Uh, Fitzpatrick was also pretty mobile and plays the pocket better than Tua and made that line look better than it actually was. They did get Jalen Waddle. They do have a good receiver uh, receiving court. Defense is going to be good. You know, Flores is going to be a good coach and he's really going to give Tua probably as good of a shot as anybody because you know that defense is going to limit teams. So it's, and it's that really defense cool. will keep them in games. That'll be their difference maker at this point. And if Tua basically can take care of the ball and get them to his receivers, they'll be in a good place to win. And like we said before, they'll be in the wildcard hunt. So I think if all things go well, they can finish with 10 to 12 wins this season. Yeah, there, I low. think there's I'm also lower. I yeah. say like nine, nine, ten. I think not. I think nine for me. Yeah, yeah nine, ten for me. I'm just because it's with, gonna rely on Tua. I'm gonna go with nine, but I do also think there is a world out there where things really collapse in and they get like six wins. <laughs> I think it's also possible they go over their head, but if one if like one piece of that line goes down and it's like a, a season injury, I don't think Tua's gonna have a chance behind that line. I really don't. I yeah, also he, don't like that people are like, you know, Miles Gaskin is a uh, franchise running back. It's like, come absolute, on. Like, they're, they're they need a running game. Is, Who I, has him in I, our fantasy league? I think Jesse Malcolm. Does, I, think. I might have taken him late, yeah. We Malcolm let him fall Brown, to him. We let him fall to him. No, I think I have Malcolm Brown. Um, Malcolm Brown, I think, is going to start well, a game to make a or two at some point because that line is bad. They're going to need a power halfback. And that's what he's going to be. Gaskin is probably not going to do anything behind this line. Yeah. So let's switch gears and go. Don't really know how to segue off that point. So (laughs) let's go up north. Not to Jesse. Jesse? No, no, no. Northeast, not northeast. (laughs) To the team that has basically ruled the north, just like the Starks for many a years. And that is the New England Patriots. And... Just like the Starks, they have their bastard son. Mac Jones is now the quarterback of the New England Patriots, replacing Tom Brady for Bill Belichick. They've made a plethora of moves as well, getting John, John U. Smith, I'll say John Snow, Hunter Henry, Matthew Judon. Jesus. I've been watching a lot and a lot of Game of Thrones lately. And Kyle Van Noy is also back, Nelson Aguilar, and Lawrence Guy, as well as the rest of their entire defense, basically, who opted out last year. And they lost Joe Kendrick Bourne. He's back too. Thank you. So not back actually, he's just signed in free agency. Yeah, he signed. Okay, okay. Well, you know what? 
Shove it. Um, Whoa. Whoa. But the Patriots, the, the sleeping giant has been awoken. They have retooled. They're ready to go. They got their new shiny quarterback, and Bill Belichick is ready to take back the East. No, they're not. You don't think? Not no, yet? not yet. Because I, I, I don't know what I'm going to see out of Mac Jones. I, I really don't. Um, Obviously, they cut Cam Newton in the preseason, which I thought was a huge, huge mistake. Um, it, it's it's good insurance to have Cam. Even if you wanted to start Mac this whole time, I don't think they should have gotten rid of Cam. Jared um, Stidham, baby. He's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stidham's backup. Yeah, that's the Second. only two quarterbacks they have on wow. the roster right now. He's the next Brady. Yeah, okay. Um, this, this offense, besides like the tight end position, it, it's not good. It, it, it's just straight up not good. I'm not a fan of Damian Harris and James White. The receiving core, Aguilar, Jacoby Myers. It's it's Jesse looks Jesse looks Dude, dumbfounded. Why? I absolutely love this offense. Besides the receiving core, yeah, I, yeah I'm, Clark. I'm, I'm, I'm naming basically the receiving core right now. No, no, no. But the offensive line. Dude, the I, I, offensive I, line is top five. The line's good, but nothing else is good with this Damian offense. Harris is good. He's, James he's mid. Fine. They're mid. They're all Bro, mid. I'm telling you, you're also sleeping on Ramondre Stevenson. He's going to start a game or two. Mark, do you know who he existed until that sentence? I don't even know who that is exactly. He's their third running back. He's a rookie from, I believe, Oklahoma. Of course. Great. Yes. He hasn't played a snap yet, so I have no idea what he looks like. He played in um, preseason. I don't watch preseason Patriots football. Are you kidding me? Um, I don't like. I did. Um, I did. Nice, nice. Um, I don't. I don't like the weapons on this team. I don't. I don't like the running game, and I don't know what to expect out of Mac Jones. So this offense is a lot of question marks. I do think Mac will, you know, he'll do all right. It's a very young quarterback. He'll be able to move the ball if we're yeah. being honest, because Belichick schemes it easy enough for quarterbacks that if they can just take care of the ball and get the ball out quick, they'll be able to move it. And in preseason, it looked very Tom Brady as just getting the ball out quick. And that's what they'll be able to do. You know, I, I don't like this. I, I think a lot of Patriots fans are going to see Mac Jones as, I said to say, the next Tom Brady. They had Brady for so many years, and now they draft this big first-round pick, national champion, and it's like, wow, this this guy's going to be the next Brady. I mean, he's the next 15-year quarterback for the Patriots. I, I, I don't believe so. I mean, we're talking about a super unathletic quarterback, super out of shape. No, no good deep ball accuracy. I do disagree, Clark. I do think he does have some very above average weapons. I mean, John, John Smith and Hunter Henry, both yeah, tight ends. I think tight, nine tight ends. So that's <sighs> Jacoby Myers, I think is, is a pretty good wide receiver. Nelson Aguilar showed at times last year. He can be very consistent. Kendrick Bourne is a good slot guy. Good running back. The Patriots always have an above average offensive line. The coaching staff is there. I mean, McDaniel's, he's never leaving, basically. So cool, I think, you know, Mac Jones is going to have his struggles, but he, I think he's going to have an average rookie season. You know, I'm not, I'm not looking at double digit wins, but I'm thinking same as Miami, Me eight, too. nine. Me too, nine. I'm throwing nine again. It's still better than what they were last year, even though they were almost 500. But the Patriots, they're slowly rebuilding, which we never thought they would have to do, but they're getting there. Jesse, what do you think? I'm going like 11 wins, dude. Wow. I I like this team a lot. That's like I, a wild card. Mac, yeah. Oh, I, I can't wait for them to, think, to win week one and Jesse be like, I told you so. I, I, think I, they, I told I you think, that would be good. You guys chose not to listen to me. Yeah, I mean, you did. I mean, hey, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Look, this 
this team was already pretty solid last year with the whole defense being gone, the offensive line being okay, but injured. Uh, Cam Newton not being able to actually throw the ball further than 15 yards, not having an NFL wide receiver that wasn't like also a water boy. Um, so that's where the Patriots thrive. They're really like they got a lot better. And this offensive line, like I said, is like top five. Isaiah wins really good on when you was probably the like besides Tristan Wirfs was probably the best uh rookie offensive lineman. David Andrews is really good. Shaq Mason is great. And they get Trent Brown back from the Raiders after he left and they get him at a discount pretty much. Also, they add Van Noy back who only left because he got a massive contract because he looked so damn good with the Patriots. (laughs) Like, I I think things are just falling into place for this team again. I I think I Christian Barmore. Oh, Christian Barmore is such a good pick too. Oh God, yeah. yeah. No, this is. Why don't you throw I, I, uh, a few shekels on it, Jesse? Oh, I already have. <laughs> I, I bet on the Patriots to make the playoffs and for their over of like eight wins. Also, they have Dante Hightower coming back, probably the best middle linebacker in the NFL that like nobody talks about. And he opted out last Fred year. Warner, Bobby Wagner. Everybody talks about Fred Warner. Everybody <laughs> talks about Bobby Wagner. Nobody talks about Dante Hightower. Hugh Justin, Darius Leonard, Anthony Walker hey. Jr., Jensen Davis. <laughs> Brown's legend, Anthony Walker Jr. now. Oh, boy. So that's how we're feeling about the Patriots. Yeah, Jesse's I, loving yes. them. I, I like them a lot more than you guys do, and that's yeah, fine with me. You know, it's either they'll crash and burn, and burn, and we can crash throw and burn. <laughs> yeah, crash and burn, and we can throw it right back in his face. So Jesse will be doing a little touchdown dance on us. So we'll just hey, wait. Kind of hot, actually. Hey, it'll it'll go either way. It'll be it'll be one of the two. We'll see. So let's finish off the East with the reigning division champions, the Buffalo Bills, who were almost at the Super Bowl last year, and they reinforced the team a little bit more in getting Emmanuel Sanders, just some wide receiver depth, but depth. <laughs> wow, it is late tonight. Letting John Brown go. Andre Roberts also left. And then they also got Daryl Williams, John Feliciano, and the main acquisition is Mitch Trubisky is now backing up Josh Allen. MVP. So hopefully it doesn't come to that where we actually see him play. But I think they also, didn't they draft Gregory Rousseau as well? So they addressed at least some pass rushing needs. How are we feeling about the Bills? Are He's they going to stand? Okay. He's raw, like super raw. Mm. Say that on the podcast. Um, honestly, I'll, I'll, like the Bills are fine. Like they, you know, like this is the team that they were last year. They're running it back. Like good for them. They were, you know, they were good. I personally think they were further than the Chiefs than other people did. Um the Chiefs got played harder by other teams. The Browns literally gave them a much harder game. Um, I think the Bills are fine. They're going to be a good regular season team, probably 12 to 13 wins. I personally don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. I, I think there's kind of a lot of hype there. And in a matchup straight up with the Chiefs, I think the Patriots give the Chiefs a harder game and the Dolphins give the Chiefs a harder game than the Bills give them. The Dolphins? I think straight up, I think if, yeah, I think they could if it was in Miami. I like, like, I think the Bills are fine. They're a good regular season team. They'll win a playoff game. I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. I don't think they can compete with the Browns and with 
you know, the Chiefs. I think they take that next step this year. I re- I really do. Um, Josh Allen, standout year last year. Um, like you said, everyone's basically back. If that connection of him and Diggs just keeps working throughout the whole year again, and everything's running in all cylinders. I mean, the run game's the weakest part of this offense right now. Um, it's, it's decent, but it's, it's not the best it could be. So you do have to rely on Allen and his arm a lot, which, you know, could get risky at some points, but, um, I, I do think they make the playoffs. Obviously I think they win the division. I think they might find their way to the AFC championship game. I I think they do find their way to the championship game. Do I think they win that? Not necessarily, but I do think they go pretty far, at least one to two wins in the playoffs for sure. Um, solid defense, like, you know, all around good pieces here and there. I, I I really like this Buffalo team a lot. Yeah, I mean, you know, for Josh Allen, it's one thing to get the big contract, but can you live up to the hype after you get the big contract? Because we see a lot of people fall off a cliff when they get their money. But I don't know. I think this is, like you guys said, they're definitely going to make the playoffs, definitely going to win one or two games there. This is a defense, though, I see with some holes, unfortunately. I mean, pretty good secondary. I mean, two top safeties, but – Interior defensive line's not great, not the best edge rushers. I mean, Rousseau, they, they say, had a lot, a lot of problems, uh, you know, coming out of the draft prospect-wise. Um, so, I don't know. This is going to be a team that scores 35 a game but also gives up 28 a game. So, I, I, I don't know. I, and then in shootouts. Wins, well, I just don't think they can beat the Chiefs. I really and, don't. And I, in shootouts like that, it's going to come down to how well can Josh Allen take care of the ball. You know, uh, his rookie year, we saw him very all the worst points of Brett Favre and just chucking the ball downfield with his eyes closed and hoping for the best. Last year, he limited the, oh, dear God, throws a little bit more and got a little more accurate and took care of the football. So if he continues upward, you know, they'll might be on the right side of those shootouts. But if he reverts back to his rookie season, then they'll be on the wrong side of those shootouts. So it really all comes down to which Josh Allen are they going to get this year? And money wise, they invested on getting the good one. Yeah, well, I think I think Josh Allen's good. I don't think there's any question about that anymore. Um, he he showed a lot last year, but the defense does not really doesn't really do anything for me. And that's kind of what you really needed to improve to go up against the Chiefs. Because you know what the Browns did? That's what they did. They they buffed up the defense. Um, I, I like I, I like this team, but I don't love this team. I, I have them around, you know, 11, 12 wins, but yeah, okay. the defense leaves a little bit. They haven't drafted well defensively, by the way, and I think that's really going under the radar. All of their front seven picks that they've drafted recently, not good. Like, none of them are good. Yeah, give me um, 13 wins for them. Yeah, yeah and I'm thinking actually- 13. I, I'm around the same. And last point on the Bills is when McDermott first got there, that was kind of the main thing was their defense was the better part of the team, For basically. Sure. So it's interesting to see how it's slowly decreased over time and kind of with, not withered away, but definitely fell off a little bit. But I'm right there with you guys. I think they're going to have 13 wins. I think their floor is an AFC championship game appearance this year. Anything less than that, I think, is disappointing for Buffalo, for sure. I agree. agree. So, with that, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll break down the NFC East, and we'll touch on Thursday night's kickoff of the first of many, many picks to come this year. So, stay tuned. We'll be right back.
All right, and we're back for the second half of this podcast where we're going to be breaking down the NFC East. So let's just rip the Band-Aid off. And Steve, you can just start with your football team. Wow, okay. Thought we were supposed yeah. to be worst to first. Eh, we are. I, no, we'll, we'll, yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll go. <laughs> we're going number one here. Um, okay, so listen, I am. I have had years of pain and suffering, so I am not going into the season with any high expectations at all. Uh, Fitzpatrick is solid. Uh, I would have liked to have seen them get someone better. I mean, he's. An average quarterback at best. He'll throw 505 touchdowns one game, 140 yards, and three picks the next game. So I don't really know how I feel about that. Taylor Heineke, I think, should be a very capable backup if Fitzpatrick starts to dip. Um, this defense is, I mean, but say what you want, arguably the best in the league. This is a defense that was arguably best in the league last season without Pro Bowler Matt Ioannidis and former Pro Bowler Landon Collins. Um, now you add William Jackson to that mix, and that is very exciting. You add a middle linebacker with Jamin Davis, uh, 19th overall pick. So got the white chocolate, Adam Humphreys. Mm. So that's going to be a, uh, an interesting uh, pickup in the slot. Curtis Samuel, we also were able to pick up. Got Ron Rivera, man in the ship. I, I, I think this year is going to be solid. Probably going to win the division, but I don't think we're going to get that many wins. I mean, I'm thinking nine, we think nine wins wins I the division this to, year. Yeah, nine wins the division. Nine Probably, to ten. Yeah, nine to ten. I, I think that's kind of where Washington sits. We do have a very tough schedule, which doesn't make me happy. We're going to lose on Sunday to the Chargers. I mean, Eesh, all one. I care about. You know, I'm going to sound like Justin here, but development is key. But, I mean, wins and losses do matter. I, I'm, I'm, okay, well, yes. I, I, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm happy if my team goes 0-16. I'm not. But Justin, hey, come on, you'll be in contention for Spencer Rattler then at that point. <laughs> I, I don't know about that one. But, no, I'm, I'm excited. I, I think Washington is definitely going to do some big things. Best defensive line in the league. I, I think that one's pretty fair to say. Um, I know Jesse's going to belittle me for that one. but It's top three. Well, I don't, I don't, argue, I don't argue the top three. The top three is Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, and Washington. But that is definitively the top three. The way you can tell if I actually think a team is good or not is if I stop making fun of them and taking shots at them. And throughout my collegiate radio career, basically Washington went from an utter laughing stock in an abysmal dumpster fire of a franchise to getting Ron Rivera and turning around and making them probably one of the more respectable, respectable on field teams at least in a long, long time. Like you said, you'll you not include it because that field's disgusting. Oh no, it's a horrible stadium <laughs> when I went there. It, it was, it they was just gross. redid the field, so no complaints. Okay, well, still, team, oh, still oh, send yeah. a letter to Robert Griffin the third in his ACL. But on the field, team wise, defense, one of the best. Like we said, the front seven is probably the best front seven anchored by basically 36 first round picks on their defensive line. And they've slowly decided to just commit and build that way. And they're going to be a factor this year. And looking at the roster as a whole in this division, they're probably the most complete and competent roster out of it all. And you know what you're going to get with each player on the team. Cause look at Philadelphia wild cards, defense, you know, well, the team as a whole is just a complete mess. You don't even have a head coach yet. 
Dallas defense is a complete disaster. Mike McCarthy is an idiot. The Giants, you have no idea what's going on with Daniel Jones and also the offensive line. At least with Washington, you really don't have any questions that you don't really know the true outcome of what they're going to be. Like we said with Fitzpatrick, you're either going to get one or the other, but you know he'll be somewhere in the middle consistently at least. Yeah, no, I I like this team. I like this team a lot. Um, I think Fitzmagic is a great, you know, place to put in right now. It's a great ball placeholder for until you get your future quarterback because you've seen what he's done over the last, you know, his career, honestly, especially the last like five, six years. When he comes into a game, he's either really, really good Fitzmagic or he just sucks. Um, But I do think with his new team, with the great weapons they have around, I love Antonio Gibson. McLaurin's fantastic. Um, I do think he's going to thrive in this offense um, and, and the defense. And even if he doesn't, I think the defense will be able to bail him out at some times too. So I'm, I'm, I'm liking him. I'm, I'm giving and, him a good nine wins. Uh, and honestly, right I now. don't think Fitzpatrick is the starter this year without how he played in relief and come into games last year. Probably. Probably. Yeah. And you know, Justin, you're missing two uh, pretty big acquisitions also in your mm. research. Um, they Sorry. signed free safety, Lame. Bobby McCain and also offensive tackle, Charles Leno. Um, so those are two pretty, pretty important moves. I feel in my opinion, one thing that does scare me is that this, uh, Washington offense, it's, it's good at times, but it's probably going to be bad a lot of the times. And I don't feel comfortable with the defense being on the field so much, and that's just going to tire them out. I mean, perfect example. That is probably the Pittsburgh game. As Jesse probably knows, I mean, the, the Steelers had so many opportunities in the last quarter. I mean, it, it seemed like they had five or six drives and the defense held up. But, you know, if you start doing that early in the season, I don't know how, how long it's going to hold up. So offensive consistency for me is is probably the biggest thing. I don't really trust ROC, but I trust Ron Rivera. So we'll see what happens. I'm going 10 and 7. Yeah, and with that trust, I think they win the division with some ease for the most part. I think they win it with – Nine to ten wins. I, I, I'm i sorry. I don't think they win a division, but I'm still going to give them nine wins. Okay. Jesse, what do you what do you think? They're definitely in contention for the division. I think we all know it's either them or Dallas. Um, I feel better about Washington not knowing how Dallas is going to hold up. Um, if there's one position group uh, in the NFL besides quarterback that you can build a team around at this point, pass rush is probably it. And Washington does that better than anybody besides, you know, maybe Tampa, maybe Pittsburgh. But again, they're all and the the biggest thing about Washington is they're young. They're not Tampa and Pittsburgh with their, you know, 30, 28 year old guys. Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, all these first round picks, Montez Sweat, they're all young. Uh, And that's just scary to think of. But they're really, really, really good in the front seven and really good in the secondary. And that's going to like, that alone is probably going to win them. I'm not joking, like seven, eight games. I think the defense alone is going to win them seven, eight games. Offense, give them two or three, and that's fine. That's all they need to get into the division. Um, uh, most underrated player on the offense, Logan Thomas. Dude was a top oh, yeah. five top fantastic. five tight end in the NFL last year was fantastic. They extended him. They extended him, right? Yes, I believe so. He was a yeah. former like quarterback. Like he he yeah. he finally come into his own, but he has little wear and tear on his body, and he looks like a phenomenal athlete. 
Also coming out of their camp, they love Cosme. He looks like an athletic, like freak. He is competing with their front seven and like running guys over. So yeah. if, if your right side is Sheriff and Cosme and Cosme's looking that good, that's a pretty good right side. Your left side, eh, but your right side, pretty good. They'll get there. But who would have thunk it that we'd actually be speaking a lot more good about Washington than bad for sure. So let's just completely do a 180 and talk about the complete worst part of this division. And that is the Philadelphia Eagles trading away Carson Wentz and fully committing to Jalen Hurts, getting rid of Doug Peterson and bringing in guru of the offense for Indianapolis, Nick Sirianni as head coach, who honestly I think will be one and done this year, just because what does he have to offer? Not much if we're being quite honest, because this team is going to be a mess rather quick. And if we know anything about Philadelphia fans, the second they smell blood and shit basically from their team, they will crucify them in the streets. I don't know. I don't understand the Jalen Hurts slander. I mean, people are just immediately, oh, this guy sucks. I'm not saying he sucks. I'm just saying the rest of the team around him is bad and he's not set up for success. I understand that, but I I think he will win them a few games. I mean, reports say he's the first man in, last man out. So he's definitely dedicated. It's just, like you said, Justin, I mean, this team has a lot of holes. They're not the best uh Offensively, Anything. defensively. Nice I mean, thing. yeah, they're they're a mess. I, Devonta Smith, uh, nice pickup. I feel, but... feel bad for him. He's gonna have yeah, to waste I... his first four years there at least. Kyle Sanders is solid. I mean, not yeah. not horrible. Sanders is gonna play like eight games. Dallas Goddard. Don't forget Minshew's there now too. It's just amazing Minshew's how fast behind Flacco. <laughs> yeah, Flacco's there. It's just amazing how fast this team fell off after the Super Bowl. Like instantly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that can some can somebody even explain to me like how that team won that year? <laughs> like if you look Carson back was on good. It, you look back on it now and you're like, wow. Carson um, carried him until he got hurt. Oh, Carson carried him for so long, but then how did he got hurt. come in and, and do it? And then Foles but, but I, basically did the same thing. Yeah. Frank yeah. Reich. Um, well, if we're being I, I honest, digress. this team They're... started going downhill when Frank Wright left. Like that, oh, for sure. There's a clear correlation there, if we're being honest. I still have no yeah, hope well, for Wentz, also, but... also, Peterson's insistence on then not calling plays and pushing it on to other people and then taking plays back and then, like, pushing it again. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a weird situation. Um, their offensive line is okay, but they're not going to stay healthy. Um, no. Lane Johnson's a whole lot better when he's on PD. Is Andre, Di- is Andre Dillard playing yet? He is their backup left tackle. He's, they don't like him. Wasn't he a first-round um, pick? Yes. Jesse's they, favorite Justin, tackle from that draft. Justin, there is, like, a whole thing I can send you of how many picks the Eagles have, like, Whiffed messed on. up in the past, like, eight years of, like, Howie Roseman's tenure. Since Andy Reid left, they, like, have not drafted a pro bowler. It's, like, actually insane how – they've whiffed on Pro Bowl players at like an accelerated rate. Just look at their um their starting uh, wide receiver Jalen Rager drafted before uh, Justin Jefferson. JJ Arthiego Whiteside, who was their sixth receiver, drafted ahead of DK Metcalf. Um, Miles Sanders gets hurt every single year. I kind of like Jalen Hurts. I don't think he's going to work out. 
because they don't have anything around him. That line is going to get hurt. The defense is old and is going to give him no favors at all. So he's probably going to look worse than he is. I don't know if he's an NFL quality thrower, but he's a really good athlete. And at worst, he's he's going to win you some games. He can take over a game with his legs. Uh, that's probably the best case scenario for them because they don't really have a lot of talent elsewhere. Yeah, I'm willing to give him a shot this year. Like like Steve said, he did get a lot of not deserved. No, I agree. And he was year. playing well in the one game, which screwed the Giants when they pulled uh, him. So I funny. Think, that was oh, so yeah. funny. Yeah. I think Screw here's the also the problem. How are we supposed to take Jalen Hurts seriously when at every single turn the Philadelphia Eagles are like looking into quarterbacks, wanted to draft Zach Wilson, tried to trade up, couldn't trade up. Then they were allegedly interested in Deshaun Watson multiple times. And then they said about how they really want a quarterback competition. They wouldn't commit to Hurts all offseason, despite the backup being Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Are you serious? That's why I think it's a recipe for failure for Hurts, not because of him, but just because organizationally, they have no idea what they want to do and where they want to go. And it's going to also, trickle Zach down. Zach Ertz is still on this team. And he Why walked it back. He walked it back where he said, this is where he team. wants to be, which means it's always he's where he's wanted to be. No, I they mean, don't which, want to extend him. Well, that's the thing. I think that's why they just said, play nice with this team now. And you'll, you know, you'll be elsewhere. Soon. Then you'll go, you'll go elsewhere. Soon. Play nice. Um, I mean, like Brandon Graham's good. Hargrave's good. They're Thomas all old good, though. That's they're the all thing. Old. Yeah. Darius, I'm Darius Slay's not not what he was. That's the issue oh. with the Eagles is if they want to completely tear it down, they have to get rid of the old guard from the Super Bowl team, and they're holding on to all of them basically, except Wentz. They might as well let him go and just let him go. go. Those guys like fit perfectly. Like go to Seattle, go to an Arizona, go to a Kansas City. Like go Anthony go Harris to is pretty good, that, but Anthony, that's also such Anthony a weird Harris signing for them the too. One, yeah, it's because they needed to put somebody next to Rodney McLeod because they lost uh, Jalen Mills, who was mm-hmm. bad. Um, the best player in their secondary is probably Steven Nelson, and they just signed him. Steeler um, legend. Also, Josh Sweat isn't starting on this team, and he was, like, one of the few players that, like, maybe looked like he was good. And then they went out and signed Ryan Kerrigan and Derek Barnett's still starting in front of him, which Barnett's, like, not even good and is also a dirty player. And Brandon Graham's old. So, like, you have a player. You have a player in Josh Sweat that looks like there might be something there, and you're like, oh, we got to bury this guy. Bury him in that depth chart. Yeah. It's like WWE. Fifth pass rusher. (laughs) Fifth pass rusher. Like, what What are you guys doing? Um, And with all this dysfunction, I think they finish with five wins. I'm giving it a four. I'm giving it a four. Four. Four, and I think like two of them are directly just hurts. And you know what they'll do next year in the draft? They'll try to get another quarterback. Oh, they're going to take a quarterback for sure. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. They'll force feed themselves to get a quarterback, and they'll try to sell their team on it. So let's talk about another team who's not too sure what they're doing at quarterback quite yet, and that is the New York football Giants. Basically went all in this offseason to get talent and put it around Daniel Jones. Obviously, the big name being Kenny Galladay to a massive four-year deal. Then they also brought in Kyle Rudolph, Devontae Booker. Adoree Jackson was cut by the Titans, so he got brought in to play some defense. And John Ross and drafted Kadarius Tooney. And they haven't really... Aziz Ajalari, too. 
Thank you. And they haven't really addressed much of the offensive line. So same old questions. How will Saquon Barkley be? How will the offensive line play? And how will Daniel Jones not hold on to the football this season? Is basically the same old story as usual with the Giants. Yeah, the the old lines that are kill this team again. It it, it is. It it is. Because Daniel Jones is going to have to run outside the pocket again. And Saquon Barkley is going to wind up getting injured again. And then once Daniel Jones runs outside the pocket, he's either going to drop the ball, fumble the ball, throw an interception because he does that stuff because Daniel Jones is not good. Um, But this is his test. This is Daniel Jones test because he does have some of the weapons to make his like career turnaround, I would say. But it, 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 that offensive line is just going to wind up killing them, which, which stinks. And um, their defense isn't half bad. There's a couple holes, but a lot of good pieces they have there too, I think. Uh, Leonard Williams, who had a great year last year, I think is fantastic. Um, Jabril, Logan Ryan, a couple of good guys there. Um, but it, it, the, my biggest concern is Daniel Jones and that offensive line and Saquon's health too, because we don't know what we're going to get out of Saquon after last year. So there looking is... at this offensive line, right, on the depth chart real quick. Yeah. Add. Behind their top five, right, their five starters, mm-hmm. do you know how many healthy linemen they have? Just Nate Solder. Three. They have Three. Matt oh, Pearl, right. who is the backup for both tackle spots, <sighs> Ben Bredesen, who is the backup for both guard spots, and Billy Price, who is the backup for center. Hell Yeah. And also, their line sucks. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Andrew Thomas was like probably the worst. He's horrible. And he was the most the can't miss. He was supposed to be the like the most safe because he was supposed take. to be the most pro ready and wasn't like the most athletic. Bless you, Clark. But thank you. Um, yeah, no this this offensive line is like bad. really bad, and this is kind of a really bad division to have a really bad offensive. You know what line they in. did. You know what the Giants did? They went the Ryan Grigsing route, which is let's get as many weapons as humanly possible, put him around our quarterback, and let him get sacrificed to the football gods and not bother trying to keep him upright to yeah, get the ball to center. Yes, I understand, but they're yeah, that means Jones is retiring soon. Hey, Giants yeah. fans wouldn't mind, but at least at this point, you know that's kind of what they did this offseason, where they figured, oh well, if he has the weapons to succeed, he'll be fine as long as there's people to catch the ball. I really don't understand getting rid of um, Keith Zeitler. I really don't get it. Like, I guess it was to get Kenny Galladay, but like, that's is that more of a need? Not really. You weaken one to strengthen the other. You could have gotten, you could have kept Zeitler and gotten another receiver. You already, you did get another receiver. You drafted Kadarius Tony, but. Uh, Nate Solder already wasn't good. He's on a terrible contract, and he opted out last year. So that year didn't count towards his contract. And they restructured it. And they restructured it to make it worse. But uh, the front, like, the defense is good. Like, I'm going to say that. Dexter Lawrence, as much as I didn't like the pick at the time because he was a run stopper in a very, very pass rush heavy draft, he's still a really good run stopper. Yeah, Lawrence – And I mean, yeah, uh, Lawrence Williams – Logan Ryan, Lorenzo even Carter, last year. Lorenzo Carter's good too. Like, there's, they, they have, you know, they have good. People. Blake Martinez has been a solid linebacker. Patrick Graham did a really good job at getting the most out of his defense. Absolutely. Well, and especially on the back four, you have, you're looking at James uh, Bradbury, who was top three corner last year, 
uh, Peppers, who finally looked like he was living up to his stock. Um, now you have Logan Ryan back there, as well as your third safety is going to be Xavier McKinney. You get a Dory Jackson. The defense is not the problem here. The defense looks good and will probably win them some games. I don't know how I much can't. I like Daniel Jones. He can't actually hold on to a football. Like he gets hit and yeah. like he just loses all ability. You know how like I've, I've seen this thing, right? When kittens are first born and the mothers like pick them up by their neck, they like are paralyzed. Like they can't move. A defender puts his arms around Daniel Jones and his hand drops the ball. <laughs> Like it's it's just a knee jerk reaction. That's why. That's, that's the way it goes. You know it. I think the um, Kenny Galladay signing a little bit overpaid, in my opinion. I mean, he had to ever play a full season in the NFL. Actually, no, you know, I, I will say I'm wrong. 2019, he did play all 16 games. Last year, three games, um, and he's got a 72 million dollar contract waiting for him. So. Um, I, I don't know if Capitalism. He, he does have some stuff. He does have some stone hands too, but I can't wait for the giants. Six wins. Uh, Daniel Jones, 150 million. Here you go. Extension. Oh. I can't it's, wait for it. I don't think it's so. really going to come down to, it's going to come down to if they're sticking with Gettleman. If they stick no. with Gettleman, they're going to keep Jones. They'll keep Jones. But if they go away from Gettleman, they're going to go away from Jones as well. And then that puts Judge in a weird spot where it's like he has a new I person. I think Judge who's... is the guy anyway, too. No, That's... So he's probably going to – if Gettleman leaves, Judge will be in the room when they're hiring the GM. We're not talking about – I just love all We're of not Jesse's. talking about you this. Do the, the, or this. We're talking about this. Judge, Judge will be in the room when they decide who the next GM is if it's not David Gettleman. But if it is, sign up for five more years of Daniel. You got to do the classic Jesse piano on the desk. (laughs) 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 The one song, whatever. So the Giants, though, I don't think they'll make it to the playoffs. I don't think they'll win the division. I think they're right around what you guys are holding up around five to seven wins at best. And that'll lead to, thank you, Clark. That will lead to both Gettleman and Jones packing their bags, going to Newark airport and flying as far away from this team as humanly possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. New York. They're in New York. They're not actually in New York. Um, I'll give them, I'll give them like seven wins. I like the defense a good amount. I think they have a really good front seven, really good back forward. They have a lot of good young players, too. Aziz Ajalori, if he hits, is going to be good. And then they also still have uh, Austin Johnson. You know, they got they got some young players. I'll give them seven. I'm feeling generous. Ooh, feeling a little dangerous. Give them seven. So let's talk about the final team in the East, the final team in the NFL that we have yet to talk about. And they were profiled this season on Hard Knocks, which – was a disappointment, which I think will be an omen for their season, which will also be a disappointment. And that will be the Dallas Cowboys, where basically they brought in Keanu Neal, Malik Hooker, and let go the rest of their entire secondary and Andy Dalton, basically. And they're just banking on Dak Prescott coming back and saving everybody. Yes, they brought in Micah Parsons, but that's also to get ready to just let go of Leighton Vander Esch. So, they haven't really done much, though, as a whole, and they're just kind of hoping everything falls back into place, which I don't think it will with Mike McCarthy at the helm. Their offense looks great. 
Um, their offense looks fantastic. If Dak stays healthy, if Zeke bounces back from last year, if not, Tony Pollard's not too bad behind him. Receiving course. Clement's fan. also like really good. There you go. Clement like, kind of help uh, win the Eagles the Super Bowl, and nobody talks about it. Um, yeah, the receiving core is fantastic. I think CD Lamb did have a fantastic year. Amari's always really, really good. Um, they're all line. They're very good too. It's just the defense, and that's what's gonna lose them a lot of games because you saw like the Falcons game last year with the Cowboys when the offense had to put up all those points to come back and all that. And you saw what Dak was doing last year, putting up these insane numbers before he got hurt. So, you know, the offense always had to bail out the defense, and it's not going to be any different this year. Offense is going to have to bail out this crappy defense. Um, and I, I do think Dak is good enough to do it enough times to win this division. I really, really do. Because the defense might step up those couple of games where Dak is a little off, and then there you go. They win that game, and then uh, Dak has a fantastic game or Zeke rushes for, like, 150 yards, 200 yards in a game, and then you win that game somehow. Um, I like the I like the offense. I don't like the defense, but I am taking them to win the division. Um, so just kind of looking at it, they have a lot of players that were once good that aren't really good anymore. You know, Justin brought up Leighton <laughs> Van Der Esch. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence has really fallen off the cliff. Fell off, yeah. Lyle Collins, uh, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin's out for Week One. Um. You know, offense is solid, but we have to remember Dak snapped his ankle in half. So how do you – not everyone could just come back from that. True. I mean, I think it was Adam Schefter reporting that Dak may not be 100% all season long. Um, Micah Parsons is solid. Uh, Trevon Diggs is is a solid uh, corner. Leighton Van Der Esch, like I said, has fallen off. Keanu O'Neill was a little underrated of a signing, but he's gotten hurt the past two seasons. He's always hurt. Yeah. So same thing with Malik Hooker. They have everyone. This Cowboys team is basically a bunch of injury prone, maybe plus. pro bowlers. And like you said, Justin, with McCarthy at the helm, it was a shit show last year with McCarthy. So uh, I don't know if things are going to get better. Um, Dan Quinn is a really good defensive minded coach. I, I do like that signing for them. Um, but uh, I, I guess time will tell. Will Dak return to 100%? And that's and the biggest thing. And we're being honest. They're not going to embrace a rebuild because Jerry Jones could very well die before they finish that rebuild then. Wow. Well, I'm just saying that's kind of why they're where they are at this point, because that offensive line, like we talked about, has slowly fallen apart from being one of the best in football to a shell of itself to Zeke being a shell of himself as well. That's kind of why they're just been kind of stuck in neutral at this point. And they went for the home run hire with McCarthy last year, which fell flat on their face. So Jerry Jones, he's, doesn't have much time, you know, for another whole rebuild to try to get to a Super Bowl. Jesse, question for you. I saw someone on TikTok say, and I quote, I want to I know if you agree, Dak Prescott will throw for 5,500 5, yards and 50 touchdowns. Swear on everything I love. <laughs> that was a legit take what? I heard. And I want to get Jesse's opinion on this. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he hit 5,000, but I don't think he'll throw 50 touchdowns. That's um, a lot. Who's catching a lot of that. touchdowns? Who's catching yeah, who's those? Catch- Hopefully, no, CD left for my fantasy team. I think they. I think they'd get too many rushing touchdowns, honestly. But I could see Dak throwing for five thousand yards because they'd need him to if he stayed healthy the whole year. Because he'd have to throw uh, their way back into games. Exactly. Yeah, that's what they're gonna have to do anyway. Yeah. Um. But here's here's the issue that I have with this team. Um. The backup quarterback is Cooper Rush. 
Yeah, that's the bad. third quarterback is Will Greer, who could oh, yeah. beat out XFL MVP PJ Walker. Walker. For you were about to say PJ Tucker. I was about to say PJ Tucker, but I didn't. So ha, PJ Walker from Carolina. So you really like need to get Cam Newton on the phone and like you need to get him to back up your football team because if Dak isn't fully healthy, if Cooper Rush is your starting quarterback, you will like lose every game you play. And um, that's after cutting Ben DiNucci. Yeah, he went to the practice squad, yes. DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to force him into the uh, – into the Kellen Moore role where they're going to make him like make him a coach like 26 so they can Facts. Um, um, one thing interesting about looking at the depth chart I didn't know Randy Gregory was still actually allowed in the NFL <laughs> I, I really didn't um but that I like Travion Diggs he got drafted cool he I got drafted my junior year of high school how the hell is he still here I don't know man because he's gotten question. suspended like every single year um, this offensive line is old and needs to be replaced, but they're not going to replace it because then they would actually need to address that their offensive line is an issue. Um, mm. They're just going to keep saying Tyron Smith is a pro bowler and Zach, Zach Martin is the best in football, even though he keeps getting hurt. And Lyle Collins was a first round draft pick that they got undrafted and they're not, they're just not going to see it. Um, hopefully Zeke is better this year. Cause man, he looked like the most washed up like 27 year old i've ever seen Uh, generational talent i know um the wide receiver core is really really good dax like really good i i like that we're not having the dak discussion of like is he a good quarterback because he proved that before he got that was stupid like people people were like oh like i don't know how good is dak no that was keeping them in games with his arm single-handed last year so i'm glad i'm glad that's not a thing anymore keanu neal i do like him playing at middle linebacker he's not as agile and quick as he once was but he still has those instincts how many games is he gonna play that's a different story We'll see. Um, I like Micah Parsons. Demarcus Lawrence is washed. They'll, oh, yeah. If Dak stays healthy, they win like eight or nine games. Dak goes down, and they do, if Him. they don't sign Cam Newton, like three. And I'll be with the three games that Dak had won previously for them at that point. Probably. If, if Cooper Rush, like Ben DiNucci, and Will Greer are what you're doing at quarterback at this point ben in DiNucci. 2021, uh, you're, and that's your defense, uh, you're going to win like two games. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. No, I agree. Um, if I'm going to say healthy team, healthy everybody stays, Dak, the whole offense, everything, I'm going to give them 10, 10 wins. I'm giving them 10. I Maybe. think eight. Yeah, Yeah, I'm definitely in the 8 to 10 range. So let's use this as our segue to talk about real football for the first time since February. Real quick before we wrap up, let's do a little pick for Thursday night football. The opener between the Dallas Cowboys traveling down to Tampa Bay, taking on the Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady looking to repeat potentially in his age 44, 45 season at this point. How are we feeling about this game real quick before we wrap it up? What are you guys going Bucks, with? Bucks win by 10. Yeah, I think Bucks. I, Dak Prescott's going to have some. This is first time real action football. So it's also a really good Tampa defense, Bay. too. And Zach Martin's not playing. Yeah, I, I definitely have the, um, the Buccaneers here. I think it's kind of easy. Bucks spread is minus seven and a half. 
I'm, I like them by 10. You placing the uh, the rent on it for this month? Not rent, but I have it in a couple parlays. There you go. Well, yeah, bucks. Yeah, it's going to be the bucks for sure. So that wraps it up for this preview podcast. Thank God these are over and we can now get back on our normal schedule of recap and preview. And we'll be previewing all of week one later in the week. So that'll be out probably around Friday, give or take. So Clark, when that comes out, where can people listen? You guys know the drill. Subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Follow our social medias on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Sports Dev Pod. That's Sports DEPT Pod. Justin basically said what we're doing with football this year. You know, same old stuff as last year. Previews, breakdowns, um, wrestling stuff still. Baseball playoffs are coming up, so playoff podcast will be a mainstay. They'll, 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 come, they'll come back. We did those last year, too. And basketball season's around the corner as well. So, yay! yay. Basketball. <laughs> you guys can at least act like you're excited to watch the Nets win the championship. Uh, like last about, year? About this time last year, Jesse was saying the exact same thing. Yep. So, um, guys, how many championships did your team win last year? How many, oh, yeah. How many championships do your furthest. team Hey, man. How many that batter back there? You guys don't have one of those. Jesse, at least our team championships exist in a league that still is around. 1973. Shut up. When did that win one? The ABA. When did that go? When did that fold? We went in 0304, Justin. When you was went. your team last to the finals? You're the first to 73. lose. 73. Stay tuned to all that fun stuff, and we'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>